Hello, I am Raj Mukhopadhyay, Senior Associate Editor for News and Features in the journal, Analytical Chemistry. On the cover of the September 1st issue, Julie Ferrer gave an artist's rendition of different separation phases inside a microfluidic device. The art comes from the feature article in this issue called Purification of Nucleic Acids in Microfluidic Devices. The article describes how the creation of multifunctional microfluidic devices for genetic analysis has led to intense interest in miniaturized systems for nucleic acid capture and purification. I have here with me James Landers of the University of Virginia, who is the senior author of the article. Hello, James. Hello, Raj. So, why are microfluidic devices so amenable for nucleic acid analysis? Well, there really are multiple reasons, and, and the first is that microminiaturization, as it is promised for other processes, uh, promised to bring faster processing and faster DNA extraction if, if implemented in micro in the micro format. This is important for, for clinical and, and forensic analysis where RNA or DNA analysis that involves DNA extraction is the first of a, of a series of processes that must be carried out. And the idea of being able to do this on a micro device sets the stage for now carrying out all of the sample processing and the analysis on a single device. Uh, this clearly allows for uh, expedited analysis of the overall process, which is important. Microfluidic devices also are closed systems, and this is important in clinical analysis because it potentially isolates the, the user from any of the infectious agents that may be found in a, in a real clinical sample. For forensic analysis, it, 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 it's actually the opposite in that the microfluidic device potentially isolates the sample from the analyst, where we don't want analyst DNA, we all shed DNA, to be incorporated or contaminated in the sample because it changes the, the ability of that data to stand in a, in a court setting. And, and finally, because these devices are closed systems, it sets, the, sets up the possibility that these devices not only do the analysis, but they're actually used for collection and storage. And so for field applications, look with a view to the future that these devices at some point would be used in portable handheld settings. This is an important advantage. And if with all of that, we can have smaller volumes of reagents, which gives us lower costs, then it, it really is win-win all around. Okay, so in your article, you talk about how these microfluidic devices rely on solid phase extraction for the purification of the DNA. So why is that? Why use solid phase extraction? That's a great question. And, and the, the history on DNA extraction out of biofluids and, and biological samples really is, is rooted on the use of a solvent-based extraction using phenol chloroform. And this is really was the workhorse of molecular biology for decades. But Solid phase extraction as a, as a, a flow-through system is much simpler. It's much easier to affect the extraction. And the extraction efficiencies are not quite as good as solvent extraction, but, but pretty close. So as a result, this is now the dominant method through which um, DNA is extracted from samples. It is by far the ubiquitous method that is used worldwide to do this, and simply because it's easy and it's done in the form of a spin column. So the, the idea is if you can now do this, a similar type of process in a microfluidic device with smaller volumes and smaller masses of, of beads, then uh, you have a, a, a good micro-miniaturized version of what is commercially acceptable. What are some of the different types of packing materials that people use for solid phase extraction in these devices? So the commercial entities uh, contain silica beads, 
and they're either spherical or irregular and range in size from 5 microns to as much as 60 microns. And the chemistry essentially involves crashing the DNA on the surface, washing away all of the impurities, and then eluding the DNA from the surface in pure form. Uh, so silica beads are an obvious way to go. Um, and, and we've shown, and there are a number of groups have shown that that's possible. There's now a move towards magnetic silica beads so that you now can manipulate the beads in microfluidic architecture with a magnet. But there's also been the use of sol gels, a liquid form of silica that can be polymerized um, either chemically with, with temperature or a photopolymerization technique, where you can now selectively place the sol gel very accurately in different parts of the chip. And then finally, something we talk about in the article is, is, is a futuristic view towards the use of, of microfabricated solid phases where you create post or pillar-like structures in the channel where you need them. And the beauty of this process is that very much like the fabrication process itself, the surface area of that solid phase would be phenomenally reproducible from chip to chip because it is part of the fabrication process. So to learn more about purification of nucleic acids in microfluidic devices, we invite you to read the article by James Landers and colleagues. Thank you, James. You're welcome, Raj. We also have other content for the September 1st issue of Analytical Chemistry. Vonda Smith of the National Institutes of Health has contributed an article called Getting a Grant from NIH, Analytical Chemistry Applications Are Not Square Pegs and Round Holes. In the article, Smith lifts the fog on the NIH grant application process by explaining the requirements and procedures. The In My Shoes department profiles our editor-in-chief, Royce Murray. The article, written by me, describes his long career as a scholar, teacher, and editor-in-chief, and how Murray uses spontaneity to guide his research interests. As always, we have research profiles on papers published in our own journal and an editorial from Murray in the print issue. Currents on recent papers in the literature and other news stories now appear weekly in our new online section on our homepage. We invite you to explore the content of analytical chemistry, both in print and online. We hope you enjoy it.